Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle. Guys, we are almost at episode 50. I think tomorrow night is episode 50. That's insane. 50 episodes in four months has been a wild ride. I uh, just once again want to reiterate how much I appreciate the hell out of you guys uh, showing up night after night to uh, pay attention to my little show that I do out of my basement in, in Iowa. Uh, I, I could not keep doing this without you guys, so thank you so much. Let's talk about some sponsors. Of course, we have Lorenzotti.coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door. Bring the taste of Italy home. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. And, of course, <clears throat> the homie, TopLobster.com, one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. I'm actually going to have this man on the show on Monday. You guys should be super stoked about that. We're going to talk about all kinds of uh, New York tyranny, I'm sure, and uh, how this man got the hand of God to draw all these wonderful graphics. You can also get this amazing Scott Horton in the Wars hoodie that I'm wearing today, this bright red hoodie, uh, to make sure you make a statement every time you go to the local grocery store. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. And... Executive producers of the show, AnthemPlanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. These people are doing a job that the government sucks at much more efficiently and much cheaper. Please check them out. See what they can do for your business today. Guys, we have an amazing show for you today. Like I said, I'm super stoked. Uh, this man has been pretty controversial over the last couple weeks. Uh, he was the head of the uh, the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire Twitter when everybody lost their uh, collective damn minds. He is not uh, the head, not the head, <laughs> not the head. He, he's the in guy. the background. You guys Just can hear him. He's yeah. uh, he was he was he was one of the guys running it. Uh, he's a big part of the Free State Project. He's uh, the creator of of Odyssey and Library. And uh, his right. name his name is Jeremy Kaufman. How you doing tonight, sir? It's it's great to be here. We've got a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> we got a lot of things, man. It has been a crazy couple of months, hasn't it? It it has been, yeah, and Porkfest. We we Porkfest just happened. I just met Top Lobster, so I can tell you he's a he's a very good looking gentleman. Uh, you're a great guy. He's a great, uh, really and, cool and guy. the man can draw. You know what I he mean? He can. It's the, he can. But a lot of times those people don't aren't also you know they don't always have it together. But that dude, he's got it together. He's a good dude. Know? I I really uh, hit the jackpot getting him to to be my partner on the show. That's for sure, man. And you guys need to give us money so that we can pay the man what he deserves. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, man, why don't you tell? Why don't you just lay out your journey to where you are? I mean, from from you know wherever you started to Free State Project to Odyssey to Library to to Tweet Mastermind Pork Fest. <laughs> I mean, it's you got a lot oh, man, going that's on. That's a lot. Uh, that could be like that could be like the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll try to like super. I'll try to super condense it. Um, you know, I I I started becoming fairly libertarian, you know, fairly young. Um, I was, I was 16, you know, during September 11th and the subsequent Iraq war, 16, 17. And that was sort of the first thing that, that, that struck me as being wrong. Um, I ended up, I think I'm, I'm probably in the bottom right quadrant at this point, but it's funny because a lot of my, you know, my journey to sort of questioning things actually came from like the left. I was reading like Noam Chomsky and and people and Howard Zinn and being people like this getting me to be like, man, I've I've been lied to a lot. There's a lot of bullshit out there. So I, I started being, you know, fairly libertarian, went to college, got degrees and whatever. Um, I, I started there's a yada yada some things. Uh, I, I, you know, I started another software company before library that was fairly successful. 
couldn't stop thinking about this idea of, of this blockchain-based publishing that you know couldn't be censored, where you can you can do to publishing what Bitcoin does to money. Uh, I, I I met some other guys who wanted to be a part of that project. They were also into the Free State project, so I moved I moved up here to New Hampshire. Uh, you know, uh, started a family, um, became a board member of the Free State Project, and in I've I've three I've three boys. Um, they're very important to me. Uh, I uh, and then in the last year uh, with the LPNH stuff, you know, I part of the reason even I moved to the Free State Project was I was like I love libertarianism, but I was kind of getting disillusioned with this idea that you know, there was going to be this kind of national libertarian movement. And then, you know, what I had seen coming out of the LP, like 2016 and and even into 2020, it was kind of disappointing to me. And then I I discovered, you know, Dave Smith and the Mises Caucus. I only discovered you guys in the last, in the last year. And I was like, ah, these guys are, you know, saying the kinds of things that I wish the libertarian party was saying. So I got involved. I was really a role player. Like I was not involved that much in the organizing. There's a guy, Ben Richards up here, who is really the big guy. Uh, and several of the other, you know, XCOM members, like they were the people who were really doing it. I helped out a little bit. I do like Twitter. I've built a, a couple of brands up on Twitter and other things like that. And so I said, Hey, you know, can I, uh, can I, can I, can I tweet from the, uh, from the LPNH account? Um, and so they did, they did let me, I'm one of several guys doing the tweets. So like, honestly, the majority of the tweets aren't issued by me, but the ones that kind of caused the most, <laughs> uh, drama, um, most of those, not even all of those, but most of those, uh, were, were from, were from me. And I don't know, I was kind of like, I was like, I'm just going to say the shit that I wish LP national was saying is like, kind of like what it was. I was like, I'm just going to say these things. There is also a strategy behind, you know, we, I, I don't know if this is like a kind of, we'll, we'll come back to this. I want to talk about why I did those things, but that's like a longer answer. So anyway, I, I was, I was sending some of these tweets and I didn't expect, you know, I, I wish I could say I was playing like 5d chess to get the rot out of the libertarian party. But I wasn't. I was just like, you know, this is, you know, this is a, this is a libertarian idea. This saying it this way can get some attention and can maybe bring some more people into, into libertarian philosophy and the libertarian political party. And now here we are, man. It's been, it's been quite a ride. Sure. Well, let's let's start out talking a little bit about library and, and Odyssey. You know, which I'm on Odyssey for all the people that don't know. You can find Break the Cycle on Odyssey, and I appreciate you going there and giving me your library. But it's something that a lot of people don't know about. A lot of people do know about it, but a lot of people like YouTube don't know about it yet. So why don't you explain what it is and, and uh, how it can help this community? Sure. Yeah. So the number one thing I'll say is if you're just looking for a YouTube with better policy, sort of a YouTube that doesn't have all these these rules where you're going to get in trouble, you're going to get demonetized, you can use odyssey.com, O-D-Y-S-E-E.com. It's now a top 2,500 website. A couple million people come on there every day. There's more than 10 million videos, a lot of creators that you really like. It's kind of like I hear a lot of people say, hey, this is like YouTube a decade ago where you can find these kinds of things that you used to go to YouTube for before YouTube became, you know, really, uh, really corporate, you know. Um, And like as an example, and it it really has become the sort of top brand uh, for people who are frustrated by YouTube, like Brett Weinstein was has been live streaming from Odyssey the last couple of weeks because he got in trouble uh, with YouTube over over COVID stuff. Uh, Tom Woods uses Odyssey. A lot of these people use Odyssey. 
Um, there's this deeper thing, and I don't know. I, we probably don't want to get too technical, but there's a there's a protocol that powers li- that powers Odyssey called Library. Uh, it's an IEEE vetted protocol. I'm a big nerd. I'm a computer scientist, um, and it's it's this blockchain based protocol. The simplest way to explain it is it does to publishing what Bitcoin does to money. And what I mean by that is you actually own your online identity. There's a decentralized peer to peer network, and so there's not the same ability for a corporation to take your stuff away, to take your handle away, to take your ability to speak away because you own your identity in this in this way that's really, it's unprecedented. This is a new kind of thing. Um, and if you want me to dig into that more, I can. Um, but that's the sort of, um, that's the sort of gist of it. As part of this, um, my company has actually also be- become embroiled in a lawsuit with the the SEC. Sure. Uh, so the SEC is accusing us of an unregistered securities offering because we create our own uh, our own blockchain token. And I've spent more than a million dollars fighting that battle over the last three years. Uh, it's a really big battle for cryptocurrency in general. We have a website up about the case at helplbrysavecrypto.com for people who want to dig into that case. And I can talk about it more if you want to. But that's the sort of like as condensed as possible intro uh, into this space. Sure, sure, sure. I I think it's great. And like I said, at at some point, I would like to get all of my followers over to Odyssey so we can use use that platform. Definitely. And, And I appreciate you guys putting me on the live streaming beta. When it works with Restream, I'll be I'll be streaming there for sure. I mean, there's no doubt about it. So, um, yeah, and you're doing the right thing. And the right thing to do is it's we're not asking you to abandon YouTube. So if you're a viewer, you don't have to abandon YouTube. If they're on both, you know, watch them on you know watch them on Odyssey. We also have a tool. If you're a YouTube creator, we'll copy all your content over. Right. So when you sign up at Odyssey.com, you check a box. Everything gets copied over automatically. So it's not a bunch of extra work to publish on there. Which has been great for me. I mean, every every single one of my videos that I've ever made has automatically synced with Odyssey, except for one. I've only had problems with one video the whole time. And I have like, uh, I don't know, 60 videos now. So that's pretty cool. You know, that's a that's pretty good ratio. Absolutely. Man, so let's talk about some some mean tweets, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's talk. Sure. Let's talk mean tweets. You had so you had uh, you had some personal tweets that people were raging about. I mean, they were fucking mad, right? People were like, oh, "You said something about trans people," and then you had some tweets that you made from the LPNH uh, uh, Twitter that were great. I mean, <laughs> I I had been here's the thing. I had been making fucking jokes about Gitmo for like three weeks on Twitter before you'd made that post because you made the Gitmo post, right? Yeah, I did make that. Yeah, one. yeah, I've been making jokes on Twitter about that shit. I mean, send blue checks to the, to the, to Gitmo. Send, you know, I've been making those jokes for three weeks, and no one said a fucking word to me. Then you posted it, and all hell broke loose, dude. What yeah, was- it's yeah, it's so. I mean, there is. I I think the first thing is like, and this is interesting because the people who are upset, I'm not even sure they're all upset about the same things. There's in my in my view, there's sort of like there's on, in the LPNH tweets, you have sort of two categories of tweets. You have these tweets that were provocative but entirely libertarian right like libertarians do not libertarians believe that like child labor should be legal with parental consent and all of these things of course right but libertarians do not believe that it's the right of the state to dictate you know who's allowed to work or similarly with the the woke stuff 
you know, um, re- ending affirmative action, you know, ending disparate impact, repealing certain aspects of the Civil Rights Act. These are unequivocally libertarian positions. They're provocative. They were said provocatively, but they're unequivocally libertarian. You then you've got the what I would call the shit posts. It, they are shit posts, right? When 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 I say, you know, libertarians have decided Gitmo should stay open so the governors can be sent there that instituted lockdowns. That's not actually a libertarian position, sure. right? So you got the shit post. And then you've got some of the things I said from my personal account, which I think should be separated because, you know, that's me speaking. I'm not an officer of the Libertarian Party. LPNH didn't say any of those things. And so we can dig into those as well. But different people are upset about different different ones. And so I don't know how you want to handle yeah, talking I don't know. about I, all I'm these. trying to think. Yeah. I'm trying to think. That, so, so I had a lot of people. So I don't know if you're aware of this. So the LNC was pissed off about the Gitmo joke. I mean, mad, right? I, I went to my I went to my LNC meeting uh, up in in Chicago. We drove. I, I woke up at like three thirty in the morning so I could get there by nine o'clock because we're about four and a half five hours away. And I walk in, and the first thing is in every LNC meeting is public comment. You've seen it. You've done public comment online. We do the same thing in person. And the first thing was like three people got up at public comment. One of them was that Sha- Sasha Cohen asshole who is like, oh, "I'm an elected libertarian, so you guys all need to listen to me." And I'm like, "You got elected to some small, uh, you know, city council, and you were on the Yang Gang at, before you jumped over to <laughs> yeah. Berman Supreme's campaign, and then won the city council in some little like you. You're not going to. I've been traveling the country for four years, so so uh, he." He got up and he's like, I'm losing constituents, uh, you know, because of this, this Gitmo tweet. And then they all went around the room and everybody on the LNC was all pissed off about the Gitmo tweet. And, and I was essentially like, hey, we need to stay in our fucking lane. We don't have any control over any state apparatus at all. You know what I mean? Unless unless you guys really did something really fucking bad, then we could disaffiliate. And and uh, so then they decided somebody called in. I don't even know who it was. And he called in and he's like, I want to go around the room and see who's all OK with this tweet. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. And they got to me and I was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Joe Bishop Hinchman at the time's like, Josh is a maybe. And then he went to the next guy. It's like I was like, you know, I've been talking about sending these assholes to Gitmo for a long time. If we're going to use Gitmo for anything, I think that these people are the people that deserve it. Um, but I think a lot of people online were mad about the McCain tweet. Yeah, and that one actually, I I'm not. That's a mixed uh, mixed bag. Actually, I would actually probably take minority uh, credit for that one. Uh, we had another member of our uh, comms our comms group, and I don't know if he wants to be like named as responsible, um, but he was proposing this tweet about how many lives had been saved by yeah uh, McCain's brain tumor, and I was like, well, it saved more lives than Anthony Fauci, right? So that was kind of my. My contribution to that was the Fauci twist, uh, but that was not really my. I was not the the generator of that one uh, specifically. Sure, and 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 we didn't lose him to a brain tumor, but we uh, we got a little safer today as well with the passing of Donald Rumsfeld. And I'll t- I'll say that plain as day on this podcast. Anybody got a problem with it? I don't care. Uh, so so these people are fucking warmongers. And- yeah, look, I I I said this shortly before the content the the this this show like. You should be happy that Donald Rumsfeld died for the same reason that you should be happy that Osama bin Laden died. Sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, who's, uh, yeah. who? at the end of the day, who's killed more people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, Donald Rumsfeld is completely illegitimate use of force in foreign nations, killed way more people than, than Osama bin Laden. Now, I'm happy to say, you know, I do kind of value Americans maybe a bit more, but, like, yeah, he killed a bunch of people. 
through through violence, completely illegitimate violence, and he was one of the the primary architects of that. And so, like, if you're allowed to be happy if Osama bin Laden died, I, I don't know why I can't be happy if, if Donald Rumsfeld died. Sure, sure. And I and I I posted on my on my uh, Twitter today. Uh, you know, as a kid who was lied into war at 19 uh, due to these you know imaginary weapons of mass destruction that never came, you know, never bared fruit. Uh, I've never wished death on a man, but uh, I've I've smiled at quite a few obituaries, right? And that's yeah. that's really that's really where we're at. And so that tweet was good. I thought it was a good tweet. Uh, you know, I wasn't like I, I think I might have even shared it. I might have retweeted it. No one said anything <laughs> to me about it. You know, but I think it was a good tweet. Um, so let's talk about some of the personal tweets because those are the ones that I think it, it was funny because we kept getting sent the LNC kept getting sent these personal tweets by you going this is the yeah. guy who did these tweets on New Hampshire and I'm like I don't give a shit that's his personal Twitter right but but the one that, that everyone seemed to have a the biggest problem with and and it was I get it it was a it was a let's talk about you know our idea of society okay and and what exactly was the trans tweet what exactly did that one say again. <laughs> So, yeah. So, okay. So this one, I think this, I do think this was like a bit of a misstep for me in the sense that I, I phrased it awkwardly. Uh, and I, I don't want anyone to get murdered. I have no problem with people changing their gender. I don't hate trans people or anything like this. Right. I do potentially have some problems with the degree to which it's like celebrated, but I don't have a problem with it. I think gender dysphoria is a real phenomenon. I think it's great that there's technology that can help people feel medical technology that can help people feel happier with who they are as people. I think that's a, a good thing. But there was a I think it's a woman, Brianna Coyle. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah, not trying to make so. it about her. Yeah. Th- this person, who cares who it is? This person tweeted something about transphobia being, you know, worse than the the state, right? Um, and so I was like, no, like transphobia could be uh, way worse. Like this, there's there's a and this is a, a statistical myth. This is a fact. Like this is a myth. There's this myth that like trans people are killed at this egregious rate. It's it's just not true. It's it's just empirically not true. You can look at the rates of murder. It's just empirically not true. And so, uh, you know, I basically said that what I was trying, what I was trying to say, so let me give you my intent. <laughs> right. What I was trying to say is, is that way more trans people could be murdered. That's not a good thing. It's never good when anyone is murdered. But way more trans people could be murdered, and that would be less evil than the state. And I do, I do know... You know, some people are uncomfortable with these kinds of ethical comparisons. When you're comparing two bad things, it makes people uncomfortable because they're like, well, I don't like either of them, so I'm uncomfortable with the comparison. I'm not someone who shares that, so I am willing to, like, I'll, like, debate anything. Like, I'll compare anything. And uh, But I think the state is way, way, way eviler than the than 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 this phenomenon, and so that's what I was trying to say. May have said it a little bit awkwardly, but that's what I was trying to say. Sure. Then, and, and I, I think I think most level-headed normal people got the gist. You know what I mean? It was it was obvious that because you made it. You I think you compare taxes and and the, like a thousand trans deaths per year. Yeah. Well, well, taxes are the state. I mean, right. that's the thing is there is no state. The state right. can't operate if it doesn't have money. But you think about all the things that the, that that are stolen, ta- thefted tax money goes to. And we're talking about uh, thousands and thousands and upon thousands of deaths every year. 
Yeah. And yeah. and so I totally hundreds of thousands. Yeah, like I yeah. totally got the intent, and you know, people are gonna fly off the handle. The loser brigade's looking for any reason to trash you and the Mises caucus. So yeah. I mean, it's just how yeah, it works. I'm, I'm going. I'm going on fakeritarians. It may be a mistake, oh, but I'm God, I'm, I'm going on fakeritarians. May God have mercy on yeah. your soul, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's actually quite boring show. So <laughs> I, I've been on Look, it before. I don't know. Yeah, like I believe what I believe. I'm happy to say it. I don't care. I mean, even if I believe something that's unpopular, like. I, I don't care. I'm willing to say why I believe it. And actually, I think this is – this is – I'm going to use this actually. This is maybe not where you want to get the conversation. But I think this is actually a really important idea for libertarians um, uh, 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 to understand. Because Justin Amash has this idea. And I, and I like Justin Amash. I think he's a real committed libertarian. But he has this idea that like, oh, well, the way that libertarians win is they like establish this set of policy preferences – that like one third of the voting electorate would actually prefer. And that's not actually the way that people make their preferences, the way that they choose to vote for something. They're choosing to join a coalition as it exists. And right now the libertarian coalition is very small, just objectively speaking. So even if you have a set of policy preferences that people would prefer, they're not going to join you because they go and they look, well, libertarians can't win. So I'm going to vote for the R or the D. So if you want to, the, 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 Justin Amash's ideas, if we were at 25% or 30%, they'd be entirely correct about what, what to do. But the way that you grow from 2 to 5% or 2 to 10% is not the way that you grow from 25 to 30 or 30 to 35 and so on. And to grow from 2, you need to select for people who are willing to disagree, who are willing to be different from everyone else, which means they either need to be incredibly dissatisfied by the status quo or they need to be willing to like otherwise be comfortable essentially being very disagreeable uh, and as a fundamental you know when i say disagreeable i mean expressing this sentiment that other people aren't aren't willing to express and so i think justin's ideas would be correct if the libertarian party were really in the mix but right now we need to understand how do we get from 2 to 5 right and and that's a different type of battle than how you get from 25 to 30 or, or these higher numbers sure sure we got some uh we got some super chats i want to i want to hop on real quick uh rich perez thanks so much for the uh, super chat we got a uh i think it's i think it's 10 francs uh, is that what they have in france is it francs uh yeah, he- sure. hello from france what do you think of international libertarian unity love you guys no homo i think there's a little homo there but that's okay <laughs> Oh, man, I don't know that much. I know that libertarians outside of the U.S. have it worse. It's crazy to think that, like, we're we're arguably in, like, the most libertarian place because it feels like our battle is so far from where sure. we want to be. Um, like, but they actually have it worse, right? Like, if you're in France, I think, are they, I think they're, like, finally out of lockdown. Like, they were in lockdown for, like, more than a full year. Uh, I don't know. Come to America, brother. Can you get here? We need you. <laughs> well, here's the, th- here's the thing about France. I want to I want to address France a little bit, okay? Because as Americans, we have dumped on France for a long time. I mean, the the the, the, the giving up, the white flag. I mean, we've all we we started calling French fries freedom fries for crying out loud, right? <clears throat> but over the last year, I have seen the 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 French rise up against their tyranny more than any American city has. In the entire the whole COVID tyranny, I mean they they were out like doing some crazy shit. I mean, really crazy shit, protesting and building fucking uh, guillotines in front. Of, like, like they were doing crazy shit, right? So, I mean, they really they really outshowed us. I mean, they may have had more tyranny than us, 
depending on where yeah, you live. Yeah, I think I think that's part of it is, is that they had more more tyranny than us. And I I know that there is a good a great contingent in France that actually, oddly, uh, on a rate basis, France is Odyssey's most popular country. France oh. is number one. America is number two. I don't even know exactly how that happened, but France uh, really adopted the the Odyssey platform. Um, but I mean, well, this uh, this actually relates to to the the Free State Project a little bit because I'm again I would love it you know I I would love it if we could have a libertarian president any of them I would get you know I had my problems with Gary Johnson Gary Johnson is would have been the best president we've had in the last two decades you know sure. or sorry ever I don't ever. know yeah like, probably like, ever. Yeah, mostly yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah like no doubt that that guy would be better um, even though I think he's not where I want him to be like but the thing is like. It's. It just feels like very unlikely. Like if I and I doesn't mean we should stop fighting, but like if I plot, you know how libertarian the country has been, how libertarian America has been, it's like almost this like continuous kind of like downward slope. And then I look and I say, well, but there are lots of us. There's millions of libertarians in America. There's tens of millions across the world. And the earth is 70, I don't know, like 70 million square miles of land. And we just need like 10. We don't even need a whole state. You know, sure. we just need a small, some area. I, I, it'd be great if it was bigger than 10. Obviously, we want to have our farms and shit. But like, we deserve the way that we want. We deserve the right to live the way that we want to live. We deserve that as libertarians. We genuinely believe these things. We ought to be able to live the way that we want to live. And, as a, and, we, and we're not allowed to. We're not allowed. One of my personal tweets I got in trouble for, where the people didn't like, was that libertarians are the most oppressed minority. And I actually, I, I would go to bat. I went for bat to bat for that again today because I think it's 100% true. Like, if you look at the average gay man in America who may still suffer some oppression, how far is how far is he or she? I said gay man. Well, whatever. From from where the way they want to live, libertarians are way farther from where they want to live than the average gay person. Like we are, we have a huge battle to fight and I'm not trying to adopt an oppression complex, but we're so far from where, how we want to live. And there's so many of us, there's so many of us. So why we, like, we have to find a way to unite. We have to find a way to achieve the way to live in the world that we want to live. And that is why I ultimately went the free state route because, well, maybe if we physically concentrate, you know, that could actually work. Sure, sure. Where did you move to the Free State Project from? I moved from Philadelphia. Oh, you're a Philly guy. Yeah. So, so you were no no stranger to tyranny then. <laughs> no, no, no stranger. I mean, I moved I moved six years ago, so I didn't have to go through lockdowns. Uh, but but yeah, yeah. I'm. I left California five minutes before they instituted the 24 hour lockdown, dude. Literally hopped did on. You? A, on I hopped on an airplane at 11:55. My airplane took off to Iowa, and at midnight they started 24 hour lockdowns in San Francisco. And uh, and uh, it was probably one of the best decisions I ever made because I've been in Iowa through this whole thing, and we locked down for like uh, two weeks, not even, and it wasn't even yeah. locked down. They still had restaurants fifty percent capacity, and uh, she had a mask mandate for like uh, thirty one days, and and then now mask mandates are illegal here. She made them illegal. Uh, they won't do any of the the c word vax cards here. It's illegal. Uh, it's it's you know I I could still be living in California going hey can I just go to a fucking bar please you know. Uh, so it's, it's been nice, but so I understand, but why don't you talk more about the free state project? How'd that start? What are, what are people up to there, man? 
the Free State Project was started by uh, a guy named Jason Sorens. Um, uh, we're actually coming up on the on the 20th anniversary of the announcement, but the announcement was just introducing this this idea, and the idea was, you know. Sort of what I said, like libertarians have been losing for a long time and and it does seem sort of unrealistic as much as I would like it to happen that, you know, a libertarian president is not just going to get elected, but be able to actually enact their agenda. Right. Like the state is so large, like it's so far from where we want it to be. And we're constantly playing defense. Right. And 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 covid was a great example. Like it's all defense. Right. And and so. The idea is, well, there's enough of us. New Hampshire is pretty libertarian to begin with. Um, it's rated as as uh, either number one, number two, free estate uh, by freedom in the 50 states, you know, highest Ron Paul vote share, like first state to legalize gay marriage, you know, like a number of, 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 of ways it's the most libertarian state, extremely low taxes, number one, number two, lowest taxes. And so, and, and a population of only a bit over a million people. So if the idea was, you know, hey, we start physically concentrating in this state, maybe we can actually take it over, leverage federalism or other things to, 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 to get concessions from the federal government, potentially secede, although that's not an official position. Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts that's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over uh and i mean i really think it's working um there are a number of libertarians elected there's well there's more than 40 free staters in the state legislature yeah. that is people who explicitly are here because of the free state uh project um, we have the House Majority Leader. The House Majority Leader of the Republican Party is a free stater. Uh, we just cut taxes and spending, uh, the only state to do that in the last uh, year. And and wherever you're living, you might check. Your state probably hasn't done it in, in decades. <laughs> yeah. uh, we've, <laughs> we've done it multiple times here in New Hampshire. And, if you know, if you, again, if you plot like our influence, it's actually only going – up and up and up. There's more people getting elected. There's more libertarian. Um, I was going to say more libertarian laws getting passed, but a lot of times it's repealing laws. Um, we've got this sort of like weaponized libertarian autism thing where like people are like, they write these bills and they just submit them and they get them passed. You know, we've, we repealed all knife laws. We, uh, constitutional carry happened a decade ago. We had stand your ground. We have, um, uh, um, we were repealing all kinds of occupational licensing. You know, there's just all kinds of little things and bigger things like the fact that we've actually, you know, we, we eliminated uh, this this year. This just happened. Uh, we eliminated the only remaining income tax in New Hampshire. So there was never an actual income tax, but there was a tax on like dividends and interest sure. uh, for like certain investments. That tax just got eliminated. And uh, I don't know. It's uh, Obviously, there's still like a long hill to climb, but the momentum seems like really, really strong. And from a first principles perspective, it seems like the idea that could kind of work. It's also very cool lifestyle wise. Like 
I went out to get uh, some dinner right before this show, and I'm at my office right now. I had, a, I had to walk a block and a half to pick up my dinner. I walked in. I met four free staters on the way. Nice. I just passed them on the street, right? Um, and similarly, like with COVID, it's like we had a network. We, we have chat rooms. We have a network of 10,000 people. You know, it didn't matter. Anything that happened didn't matter because we could always do our own thing. We had this kind of, you know, in, invulnerability to whatever it is that the that the state would try. And so there's an aspect of like, you know, not needing to hide who you are, not needing to kind of like hedge the way that you talk. And you can actually be yourself here. And it, and it feels really good. But but now you've had the uh, the the feds have have infiltrated uh, in the name of Nick Sarwolk, so <laughs> it will all yeah, be taken uh, down soon. Yeah, look, we noted him at at LPNH. You know, I don't think he's like literally a fed. Um, he did actually raise. Um, he, he's he 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 came at me because you know he's so woke, yeah. and he tried to he tried to cancel me out of the Free State Project, but everyone just laughs at him. <laughs> you know, he doesn't really he has he has zero power or influence here, zero, yeah. none. Um, I'm I I mean I do I actually kind of hope the guy comes around. I don't think he's hopeless. Like he has a lot of libertarian uh, beliefs. I don't I don't know how he became the person that he is, and if you look at him like years back he wasn't exactly this way i mean he he was the I, as i understand it he was the tie-breaking vote the reason uh arvin Stayed. that arvin guy didn't get kicked out of the party he yep. said keep arvin yeah um and which and is crazy I don't, to think so about. i don't know what happened to him maybe it was trump trump I, made some people crazy. i think dave smith broke him dave smith yeah, yeah he, he debated dave smith at uh at, at gene's place and uh, he got just absolutely mollywopped bad. Yeah. And uh, he's been really broken. He was starting to get broken before that. He started kind of going after Ron Paul and and uh, and uh, Dave, you know, Dave Smith and Tom Woods and Eric July. And I'm going, why? Why are you going after all these fucking big names that can bring people to our ideology? And then he debated Dave and Dave just I mean, everyone that Dave debates becomes like this. Like autistic screeching, like internet troll. That's just like ah, yeah. Dave Smith, Dave Smith, Dave Smith, and that's yeah. that's what happened to you know. It was kind of like the uh, the NPC like ones and zeros, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. And and I I did say libertarian autism before. I mean, we love the I love the autistic people. We love them if you come here. Um, the uh, I I think I don't know. I've been trying to understand this stuff. So my my theories aren't that well formed, but it does really seem like wokeism or whatever you want to call it it's become like one of the most defining if not like the defining axis in in america and i think even what's going on with the lp like arguably falls along this sort of like woke opposed to wokeism divide and i do think like libertarianism from a theoretical perspective ought to be able to sort of tolerate um both principles but if you look at like who's breaking into what camp it does seem like it's largely along along those lines and the libertarian party. And I think this is a big opportunity has potential to be one of the few institutions in America that's actually managed to resist it. Cause I think even the Republic, a lot of the Republicans are woke, honestly, sure. um, like the Republicans are, are progressivism driving the speed limit right. or, or whatever the quote is. Right. Michael Malice. Um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I actually think that's a, a mold bug quote originally. But, oh, could, uh, be. could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I could also be wrong. Um, Anyway, like what's happening, like if if the sort of like Mises side wins here and ends up controlling the LP, like it will actually be an, an example of wokeism losing 
And I can't think of very many examples of that. Right. And that could actually be a very powerful thing because I think there are a lot of people out there who are frustrated by what's going on, who are, who are sick of this like identity politics shit, make this race essentialism, making everything about race. And like that could actually be a path to power for the LP. Sure, sure. You talk about race. I, you made a post earlier about critical race theory, kind of. I saw some of the Wokies getting really upset about that. Where, where how, how is New Hampshire on, on critical race theory? Uh, just passed uh, a, a just passed an anti CRT bill. Uh, that was another another victory of the Free Staters. That bill was introduced by a Free Stater named Keith Ammon, and that bill basically makes it so the state can't fund uh, this 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 kind of thing. And <clears throat> the entirety. There's some diversity and inclusion board in the state government. They all resigned as a result of this oh, bill wow. passing. Bummer. So things are looking good here. <laughs> man, on that well, I was front. told yeah. that if uh, if libertarian first principles start getting passed through policy, that uh, the 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 entire state would fall apart. You'd have no roads, no fire department, no police, <clears throat> no none of that. So how's it going? You guys hanging in there? Or what? <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, I think I think we're doing just fine on the roads front. Uh, New Hampshire just legalized. Uh, I forget what they're called, but like flying flying cars. Essentially, this is another bill that was passed. Oh, wow. So we're trying to get the flying car companies to come and base their base their businesses out of uh, out of New Hampshire. So you know, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do just fine. I think it's really important. Um, that there be places where this stuff doesn't doesn't take over. Um, and because it's so antithetical to individualism and individualism is like really at the heart of libertarian philosophy. And I, some of these bills, I will also say from a libertarian um, stance, some of these bills go too far, right? Like we shouldn't be regulating colleges. We shouldn't be regulating private companies. But if you're talking about regulating the government, if you're talking about restricting the government from doing things, it's entirely appropriate. Libertarians support restrictions on government. Restricting the government from teaching people that their race makes them essentially evil or essentially bad, restricting the government from teaching kids that is pro-libertarian, sure. okay? If private institutions want to advance that bullshit, we actually shouldn't try to stop it, in my opinion. But we can absolutely restrict the government from doing it. And there's nothing contrary to libertarianism in restricting the government from doing things. It's the same exact thing as restricting the government from teaching people that, you know, a, a, a certain race is evil or, or that a certain religion is ought to be dominant. Like, we support restrictions on government. Restricting the government from teaching kids that their race determines certain things about them is absolutely pro-libertarian in my opinion sure sure absolutely i got a couple more um super chats here i want to address uh top lobster he said jeremy's tweet got more traction because he's very good looking you're all right josh <laughs> thanks buddy uh ludwig von mises pieces uh awesome another awesome clothing guy uh he said just here to one cent up the lobster thank you sir i appreciate you <laughs> uh let's see oh amoy oh. kane this is a good one <clears throat> Uh, Amoy Kane, thank you. He's a big Monero fan. He said Joshua Smith and the base Chad Jeremy Kaufman should incorporate embed the anonymous crypto Monero for donations and for Odyssey content creators. Is that ever a plan to do other uh, cryptos on there? Yeah, I'm. Uh, we're very open minded about that. Everything we do is open source. 
it's it's our team is stretched pretty thin. Uh, but if you want to submit a poll request, if you want to contribute or or fund someone in the community in the Monero or other uh, communities to contribute that change, we'd we'd certainly take a good look at it. Oh, that's a great idea, man! I didn't really. So it is all open source, just like any other uh, uh, tech crypto tech company. Yeah, <clears throat> everything is open source, and that's part of <clears throat> our business model. Is like basically, you can trust us. <clears throat> excuse me. You can trust us because we've handcuffed ourselves, right? It's a big part of what we're doing. It's like every, you know, you can't get trapped here, and that's because that's part of the way this stuff plays out. Like Google was a good company a decade ago, right? Like they didn't suck. I mean, maybe I was blue pill back then. I don't know, but my 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 sentiment was that like Google was a pretty decent company, and then something happened, and they became evil, right? True. Um, and so if you're adopting these other centralized closed source, you know, controlled by one corporation company, there's no guarantee that they won't turn bad, right? Like, and so you want the company to be robust against, you know, I could leave my job. Well, uh, you know, the whole company could get fired. Well, everything's open source. You're never trapped. Everything can be done in a different way. And I think that's a really key element to look for when you're looking at at alternatives. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Trey Daniel, thank you so much uh, for the super chat. Five dollars super chat. He said, "Great stream so far. Loving Library Odyssey so far, and uploading there as much as I can now. Glad to hear the great discussions. Go Liberty! Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Man, so the Pork Fest just got just got over. Give us a breakdown, man. What happened? What was it like? What did it feel like? Did it? It is. It's so much fun, right? Like there are other. So first of all. Now the longest running libertarian festival in the world because we're the only people that didn't cancel last year. Porkfest right. happened last That's year right. when I everyone remember. else canceled. Yep. We had Porkfest in the middle of the summer of 2020. So if you want to see how resolutely libertarian we are, and of course, look, totally respectable not to come. David Friedman didn't come last year. He said, I'm hanging out. I'm an older guy. I don't want to get COVID. He got vaxxed and then he came to Porkfest this year. Um, and of course, you know, your choice on all those matters. Um, so... Uh, incredible. It's an incredible atmosphere. It's tough because it's like, it's like, imagine you have like a great time at like a concert or a festival and then someone's like, explain it, you know, it's tough to explain. Um, but it's like, it's just, it's being surrounded by all these people who share your values, who share your energy. It's not this like sort of like stuffy corporate environment. Like freedom fest sounds cool, but it's like, it's not exactly this kind of informal party environment. Like, like the Mises, the, <clears throat> there was a Mises tent at Porkfest. It was packed, <clears throat> you know, a hundred people hanging out with, you know, Tom Woods, Dave Smith, Scott Horton, having a beer, just chatting, you know, and, and you're not, no one's dressed up, you know, it's just like kind of a fun time. And I, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a blast. And this, I left it so energized, you know, I well, was ready to keep this fighting. Is exactly how I explained it to my fiance because Freedom Fest is coming up, and and I'm interested in going because we're about five hours away from where they're having Freedom Fest, uh, so I could drive there. It's cool, you know. Yeah. But she's like, "Well, what's the difference between Fork Fest and Freedom Fest?" I said, "Well, Freedom Fest, I'm probably going to have to get my suits pressed." <laughs> yeah. And she goes, yeah. she goes, she goes, "Well, what's Pork Fest?" I said, "Pork Fest, I'm wearing my tie dye." <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Like exactly. Like Pork exactly. Fest is like exactly. Like I don't, I, it's like it's like woodsy and chill and and camping almost vibe and and you got like everybody's dressed down and having a good time outside and 
for Freedom Fest is very very different in that aspect. But man, I, I want to go so bad. I wanted to go last year. Uh, I was campaigning and I couldn't make it. And then this year, of course, the seven kids made it a little hard to travel to New Hampshire. But I am yeah. going to make it there probably next yeah. year. Awesome. And I'm not knocking Freedom Fest. Freedom Fest is a great event, right? I'm just trying to compare the compare the atmospheres. And I will say, Pork Fest sold out this year. It is guaranteed to sell out next year. And so uh, if you want to get a ticket for next year, porkfest.com slash 2022. You can buy a ticket right now. It's the cheapest they'll ever be. They're transferable, of course, because we're libertarians. And it was interesting to watch because it sold out this year. So I was actually like monitoring the free market price of the transferable transferable tickets. So I'm going to be honest. If you buy a ticket right now, it's an investment. You could probably just like <laughs> 2x, your, 2x your return sure. if you decide not to come. Uh, so definitely recommend grabbing one if you're even even curious about it. Nice man. So, so uh, are you are you still working uh, with with the Libertarian Party in New Hampshire at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm in. I'm in all the chats. Um, like, and everything is going really well. Like, our attendance is way up. Our members are way up. Our donors are way up. Our Twitter followers have more than two x. Uh, not that that's the most important metric. Um, like, everything is really is um, you know is 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 really strong here. It is like. It's a little bit tough within the state because like a lot of the libertarian like they're they're multiple elected anarcho capitalists in New Hampshire. Right. They are elected. They are sitting in the state legislature. They might not be the loudest about being anarcho capitalists, but I know they're anarcho capitalists because I hang out with them at parties. Uh, and so it's like uh, it's a little tough because like you go to an ANCAP and they're like, well, I'm elected as a Republican. Like, why, you know, why would I run as a libertarian? Um, so it, we got to figure out, um, some different ways to win. I think it's really important that we can test, you know, races like the governor and things like that. Um, you know, where, where a lot of times there's not, you know, there's not good candidates. Um, there's not good candidates running. And of course I think it's incredibly important that we have like a strong libertarian party nationally. And that was a big part of why I got involved was because it's like if these people are going to wear the name libertarian, they better fucking be libertarian. Yes. Right. Yes. What's the point? What's the point of hiding what you believe? And, 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 and that, you know, that's the thing that's like it's literally like the Prags don't say this explicitly, but they say it implicitly. They're like libertarianism is embarrassing. So we should hide what we think. And and I, I just can't get behind that mentality. I just can't get behind it. And I think also like the Mises strategy can can ultimately get better results because there's a lot of um, people respect when you are this your own kind of independent and, 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 and strong person. Like when, when you're this just, oh, I'm just chasing the polls. I'm just I'm just chasing what I'm, I'm supposed to say. Like people can detect that human beings are very they're hardwired to tell the difference between like authentic perspective and and lying or or just or, or 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 you know not telling that full truth and so i think that like i do think it will get better results to to be this you know to be that kind of like hey this is this is this is what we um believe sure sure all right man we got to talk about something extremely important i have to get your take on this uh it 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 it's heartbreaking fucking heartbreaking okay and, and top lobster thank you for the sh- the uh the uh, super chat about this. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about this right now. <clears throat> Tom Woods came out as a bigot today. <laughs> a bigot yeah. against Hawaiian shirts big, and shorts. Yeah. Must we disavow Tom Woods for his stance on Hawaiian shirts? 
I, I would, I honestly, Josh, if you need to sign off and make a motion to the LNC right now, <laughs> I, I would, I would understand. Um, I, I, so I, I judge a contest at, at, um, pork fest called soapbox idol. Uh, and a Mises caucus guy from New Hampshire won this year. And what it is, is you give a three minute rant about some, some libertarian topic. And, and Tom Woods is a great judge, you know, but he always dresses like Tom Woods and I'm at pork fest and I'm partying and I always wear, I wear a shirt. I wear, it's worse than a Hawaiian shirt. Honestly, it's, it's a shirt covered with nothing but uh, rap artists. And like half of them are smoking blunts. And that's where and, your, uh, uh, you know, that's where your thumbnail uh, came from, right? I, I know, uh. I know. I frequently smoke weed when I'm, when I'm judging. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, you know, I'm like sitting next, I'm sitting next to, to Tom Woods and I get, a, I get a big kick out of it. He's of course like, he's, he's a champ, you know, he's got a great attitude about, it. he knows he's like trolling a little bit when he says that he knows, he knows what he's, he knows what he's doing. Uh, but it does, you know, I will say Bob Murphy gave his talk at Porkfest in shorts. And so if you're ever comparing those two, I mean, I think it's, I think it's clear, you know, Bob's wearing shorts, you know, Tom's wearing pants. I mean, I know I'm, I, I love Tom Woods, but I, I know who I'm going with at this point. Oh yeah. man. Bob Murphy in shorts. I can't. I can't think about what Bob's legs might look like. <laughs> They're ah, skinny. Yeah. I, uh, but anyways, man. Yeah, dude. We're kind, we're kind of coming down to the the end of this thing. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we close this down? Um. I mean, I'll say that like if you're if you're remotely curious about the Free State Project, come come for a visit. I'm happy to help you set one up personally. Tell us if you're coming because a bunch of the stuff that goes on like is not the most publicly advertised. So we'll get you plugged in. We'll help you meet people who might, you know, share your interests, share your values, share the kinds of things that you <clears throat> care about. And so like you don't have to be convinced by the idea. But if you think there's even a chance, it's really worth uh, it's really worth a visit. And then also, if you liked what LPNH was doing you know, toss us a toss us a couple of bucks. Go to lpnh.org. I think you can become a member even if you're out of state, and and you can also donate. And so, if you want to say, "Hey, I want more of this. I want libertarians to be bold. I don't want to apologize for what I believe." You know, show us show us your support so we can keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely, man. Please go help these guys out. We need people helping out these state affiliates that are doing the right things. And I think New Hampshire's doing the right things. Uh, it's why I sat on the LNC and fought my ass off for you guys to keep your fucking state affiliate because we had a bunch of you know, dirty hands trying to grub your state affiliate from you. You were a hero, dude, 100%. We love you. Everyone here loved you. Thank you so much for what you did. I appreciate that, man. I really do. I, and, and fuck, I wish I was at Pork Fest even more because that would have been awesome. You know, we would have been. You would have been, dude. You would have been. Hold the gag above my head and shit. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. Karen Ann Harlos, man, she just like constant, constant. All these people had these pink uh, things in their hair that were being sold to, to represent their support. And she just got a hero's welcome. And, and you would have too. It's a shame that you missed it. But you'll get one next year. People aren't going to forget. I Memories hope, I hope short, not, so. man. And, and I, uh, I watched Karen Ann Harlos's speech at, at, uh, at, at uh, Porkfest. And, and I've seen Karen Ann give a lot of speeches because we were campaigning for – LNC positions at the same time showed up at a lot of state conventions together uh, and she she would always give you know speeches about her campaign I had never really seen her just give a fucking like speech about something you know what I mean it was always about what she was going to do as secretary and this and that and this and that but she was good she, she was, was fucking really good it was like one of the one of the better speeches I've seen this year so uh yeah I'm glad that she got a hero's welcome she certainly deserves it that lady fights 
uh, for truth and justice in this party more than anybody I know. And I'm proud to uh, say that we fall on the same side of a lot of issues. So, But Mr. Kaufman, sir, it has been a pleasure having you on Break the Cycle. Uh, I, I love what you're doing. Even if you sometimes attack topics I'm not super keen on, uh, I think that for the most part you've done a really good job there in New Hampshire. Uh, I look forward to seeing you here in about eh, seven minutes when we do the uh, the patrons and uh, patrons and membership stream. So for those guys, for those of you who don't know, we're now doing couch streams after hours. So after the the public live stream, every single stream there's going to be another short exclusive stream. You can join underneath any of my videos to become a member of the channel to watch it live or you can go over to patron uh, patreon.com backslash break the cycle js or subscribe star.com uh, backslash break the cycle js and get it uploaded tomorrow uh, but if you want it live you have to become a member of the channel uh, and i am going to start doing some hangouts with uh with patrons and members and uh also some ama soon as well and then maybe some little short show- shows as well but mr kaufman I appreciate you, sure. I will see you in about six minutes. It was great to be here. Maybe we'll talk about some of those things in a couple of minutes. So it's, subscribe now is my, is it my is, It is going to be – we're going to talk about the, the, the crazy stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks a lot. All right, guys. Another awesome episode of Break Cycle. Jeremy's cool shit, man. I, I never had the opportunity to, to have an actual, like, in-person conversation with him uh he's, he's a lot cooler than some of you guys have maybe given him credit for so go support the guy support the new hampshire libertarian party support the free state project support pork fest because this is all great shit i wish more states were doing stuff like this i'm trying to think about how i can pull this off some cornfield in iowa uh but probably it's better to just move to new hampshire someday and bring the entire troop with me uh guys Check out Lorenzotti.coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door. Bring the taste of Italy home. Use BTC at checkout. Yo, you guys, go get some coffee. This shit is really good. They got awesome hand coffee grinders with little glass jars and all this great stuff you can get. But the coffee is actually really, really delicious. Much better than your $7-11.50 a cup coffee. And it's a little bit cheaper. Uh, Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Of course, TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my homie who will be on the show next Monday. I'm so excited. Uh, where you can get this great In the Wars Scott Horton hoodie that I'm wearing today by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Of course, if you join the Patreon, uh, you get new Top Lobster designs uh, up to two weeks before they're released to the general public at like a 30% discount. So we're talking deep-ass discount, awesome shirts, awesome hoodies, hats, backpacks, pillows, all kinds of cool stuff. Check it out. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. And executive producers of the show, AnthemPlanning.com. For all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Guys, check them out. See what they can do for your business. I promise you they're great people. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Guys, check out the Patreon. Check out the Subscribe Star. You can also listen to this show on almost all the po- the podcast apps. Uh, go give it a listen if you can't always watch the live streams. Uh, get those 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 up, uh, those those listens up, and those downloads. I think uh, we're getting really close to being able to monetize the, the audio show. So that's pretty cool. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm sure it'll help my family. Uh I love you guys to death. I just want you all to know that you're amazing, amazing people. You're beautiful all in your own right. And I appreciate all that you do for the show. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we're going to have Mr. Patrick Kirby, the creator of Max Justice on the show. I'm super stoked about that. Go check out Max Justice on YouTube. It is a really, really cool web series about a superhero that explodes heads, starts off with exploding terrorists' heads and saving innocent people, and he's all about individualism and stuff. He's cool. And then Friday, my friend Buck Johnson will come on the show from Counterflow. 
I cannot wait for that. Buck is cool as shit. It's going to be a great show. I'm sure we'll talk about hardcore music and all things Liberty. Until then, don't forget to break the cycle. have to explain the lyrics of my last song they seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse of the frame but i just spent it in minecraft the helicopter part wasn't referenced to gta 5 and the things you do so when any violence you commit i am not an excuse because i just spent it in minecraft a chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just meant it in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft There's nothing I mean, you know it The product finished, gets it close to COVID